Welcome to Aging in Full Bloom with Lisa Stockdale, sponsored by Capital Healthcare Network, an Ohio-based, family-owned and operated company providing solutions that help seniors age on their own terms. Those solutions include home care, senior living, nursing home and rehab care, and hospice. Learn more at CapitalHealthCareNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Today our topic is healthcare choices. Well, that's what we're going to call it. But really we're going to talk about the different type of healthcare providers that seniors typically need or have access to and really just do some defining because I can remember when I got into healthcare about 10 years ago, one of the things that was totally confusing to me was like the difference between a nursing home and an assisted living or the difference between independent living and assisted living or the difference between even something like outpatient therapy and a nursing home. I didn't know all those distinctions, and I think what I have discovered in the past 10 years is neither does anyone else until you need them, Mm -hmm. and then when you need them, you probably got other things to worry about than trying to figure out how to navigate this healthcare system. So the purpose of this podcast is really just to give you um, a baseline, some definitions to understand the different types of providers so that when you need them, you at least have some understanding. And then I also want to encourage you to think about this. We talk about the importance of pre-planning all the time, but we never think about what if I need to go to the hospital? Which hospital would I choose? We just go where they send us. What if I need to go to a nursing home? Which nursing home would I choose? Well, you've got choices if you make them. If you don't pre-plan and think about those things now, when you get in that situation, you'll go where they send you. And I also want to say this while I'm talking about that. The quality of care that you receive, and now I'm speaking as, I'll say, a healthcare professional, um, not expert, but certainly professional. The quality of care that you receive anywhere you go, regardless of what type of care we're talking about, what state you live in, how old you are, it's all contingent upon the staff. What matters is the people who work there. So... We know in healthcare we have huge turnover. That's just a characteristic of the industry, and there are all kinds of reasons behind that, but I won't bore you with that. But what I want you to understand is if you go touring assisted livings today, but you don't really need assisted living for four years, all you saw was brick and mortar. You need to go back and tour again and asked questions and pay attention to how you're treated, what the culture's like, if people are friendly and and all that kind of stuff. Because if there's been a complete and total change in staff, there's going to be a complete and total change in how you experience that provider. You're Mm -hmm. nodding. You agree with all that? I I sure do. And how long have you been in healthcare? Mm, 30 plus years. Yeah. So I'm just Mm -hmm. a rookie, huh? (laughs) And, and so I have a decade of experience, and we have both worked in a variety of different mm-hmm. settings. Um, I've mm-hmm. worked in home care, mm-hmm. and I, I've worked in hospice, mm-hmm. and I've worked in assisted living. 
and I've worked in the nursing homes now. Okay. Um, so I cover all those um, provider types. Mm-hmm. Um, and where have you worked? What settings have you worked in? Mm, I started my career as an occupational therapist, so I worked in a um, skilled rehab unit for over eight years. That's code for a nursing home, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I worked with private duty home care. Uh-huh. Um, and now I've been in the independent living, assisted living um, section of... Yeah, someone convinced you to move into senior living, <laughs> didn't they? That would be you. Yeah, that would be me. And it's been a great fit for you, hasn't it? It has. It has. I really love I know. it. You're doing really well, and mm-hmm. I knew you would be spot on, perfect for them, <laughs> and they would be perfect for you. Mm-hmm. So let's... I think everybody knows what a doctor is, mm-hmm. right? But... Maybe, especially because we have people new to the country, um, they may not understand. When we talk about a family doctor, that's how we used to refer to them. Mm-hmm. Now people tend to say primary care physician. Mm-hmm. Um, that's your doctor, your mm-hmm. general practitioner. That's another way of talking about it. Right. But you might also have specialists, depending mm-hmm. on what your, your health care challenges or your conditions are. So maybe you've got a heart doctor or a neurologist or a podiatrist, oncologist. I hope you don't have an oncologist, right. but if you need one, you better get a good one. Mm-hmm. So that's probably when I think about the continuum, mm-hmm. I sort of think of doctors as the beginning mm-hmm. because you've got to see the doctor in order to figure out what's the next best step. Right now, when I'm thinking about the continuum, let's go ahead and make a distinction between assisted living and independent living. And this is tricky because um, some places say they're independent living, but they're really providing some services. They're just not a part of the community, but they're on site and it gets all muddy and confusing. But generally speaking, how would you define independent living? I'll Generally speaking, independent living is pretty much what you're saying there, independent, meaning that the person uh, can, for example, all their personal care. They can shower themselves. They can dress themselves. They can brush their own teeth, comb their own hair, um, put themselves together every day uh-huh. um, 100% on their own. Yeah. Um, Taking they, care of your person. Yes. In healthcare, we call it activities of daily living. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But out in the real world, we just call it taking care of your person. Right, right. right. You can, And then you also, um, obviously, you walk on your own. Mobility is on your own. You can maybe cook your own meals. And, and mobility doesn't necessarily mean you're walking. You could be in a wheelchair, but you're functioning without help. True. You've learned That's to, it. Yes. Mobility without the help of another individual. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then you pretty much can do your own laundry. You can you can do it whether you, you want to or not. You don't not, have but, to if you right. don't want to. <laughs> right. Um, no matter you, how old you are. That's right? right. You can prepare your own meals. They may be simple, but you could get yourself stuff to eat. Sure. Uh, you can basically clean the house or keep it at least tidy. You might not be deep scrubbing your shower anymore, but... But maybe you never it. did. Yep. Here's the thing. Here's it, It's just so simple. You just choose to live in a community because you want to be around people of your age group. Mm-hmm. So that's senior living. Mm-hmm. And some of those places are independent. 
Mm-hmm. Like there are neighborhoods that are, you know, condominiums that right. are just for 55 and older or 65 mm-hmm. and older. Mm-hmm. That's independent living. Mm-hmm. Now, some of those um, communities are located on campuses that right. maybe have, you know, they call them CCRCs, mm-hmm. but that doesn't matter. What matters is it's a healthcare campus. Right. And if you decide that you need more than independent living, then maybe you transition to assisted living. Right. What's assisted living? Assisted living now brings in another layer of help. So those are communities where um, provided for you is three meals a day, for example. So Uh you don't have to cook for yourself anymore. Um, They provide housekeeping once a week. You don't have to clean everything yourself anymore. Or maybe more. Right, right, right. Um, uh, at least once a week, they're doing your laundry for you. Um, a, a big part of assisted living is the fact that you have nurses available twenty four seven, and you have um, aides on the floor. So now you're talking maybe um, that you you need at this point you need somebody to monitor medication distribution. Okay, I'm going to correct you just a bit okay. because the, here's the thing about assisted livings. One size doesn't fit all. That's true. Some assisted livings are what they call a social model, where you get all the things that you just talked about, except Mm -hmm. there's no nursing involved. That's true. And then you've got, so you've got everything from the social model Mm -hmm. to a real clinical model where you Mm. do have nursing 24-7. Right. And in some communities, you only have nursing for eight hours, or you've only got nursing for 12 hours. So when you're True. choosing an assisted living, mm-hmm. it's real important to mesh your needs mm-hmm. against what their services are. True. There's a range. There yes. is a range of types of assisted living yes. communities like you described. That's true. But almost all of them provide your meals, your mm-hmm. housekeeping, your laundry, mm-hmm. and somebody is on site mm-hmm. if you decide to fall. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Which I don't know whoever decides to mm-hmm. fall. But if you fall and you need help or... There's someone um, there. And generally, there's some transportation included, Mm -hmm. um, no matter if it's a social model or a medical model. And then for the medical models, which is what we're probably more familiar with, Mm -hmm. in Ohio at least, Mm -hmm. um, you you, you do have nurses, and you've got that expertise available. And as you said, medication, whether it's help with dispensing medication Mm -hmm. or medication reminders, Mm -hmm. we know that that is a huge concern for seniors. And Mm so... When you're getting confused about your medicine or you're forget, forgetting to take it, maybe mm-hmm. because you're having cognition problems mm-hmm. or something like that, mm-hmm. good time to consider assisted living. Right, exactly. Or, yeah, if you're afraid to be mm-hmm. alone, yes, but you're absolutely. medically fine, mm-hmm. you might want to think about senior living. Or I'm, yes, I'm sitting here thinking, yes, or I, several, if you've lived in a particular home, uh-huh. it's maybe three stories. Now, again, not that you're significantly medically needy, uh-huh. but the laundry's in the basement, the be- the bedroom's upstairs. Yeah, forget that. Yeah, all of that. And- Get on one floor. <laughs> So that's difficult. Or you've got the yard to take care of. Or, yes. you know, maybe you're not driving maybe as much as you used to. But the up in the, the potential for injury in those homes yeah. is becomes high. So it's not so much that you're that sick per se. Yeah. But it's just how can I make life a little easier and a little less risk 
of injury. This is why people transition into condominiums, right? Mm -hmm. To be on one floor and in a community and that Mm -hmm. that safety net and all that jazz. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we've got the doctor, we've got independent living, we've got assisted living and the various different types. What do you, what's a nursing home for? That's what we call them, but some people call them um, rehabilitation centers, Mm -hmm. care centers, Mm -hmm. but I think the average consumer still refers to them as nursing homes. Mm -hmm. And what's that all about? Well, now you're making the distinction between short-term, a short-term rehab unit versus a long-term care unit. Uh Okay. Like short-term, short-term rehab unit. That's a place where you go. Uh, maybe you've been in the hospital, have a total hip replacement, total knee, something like that, and you you were successful through the surgery, uh-huh. but not quite ready to go home. You need physical therapy. It'd be ordered for maybe five days, at least five days a week. Uh-huh. Um, you need that intensity for at least a couple of weeks. But yeah. the goal, but the, um, what do I want to say? The prognosis is that, yes, you will recover, you'll get better, you're just not quite ready to go home safely. It's kind of like a step-down unit, except a step-down unit. It's a real thing in Mm -hmm. some hospitals. Mm -hmm. But you're exactly right. You need some rehabilitative attention Mm -hmm. that you'll you'll do better in an environment where you've got supervision from a medical perspective before you go home. Right. And you'll right. get nursing and, and different types of therapy. Maybe mm-hmm. if, if you had a stroke, maybe that's physical, occupational, and speech, speech. therapy. Right. Um, maybe if you've had a heart attack, that's just physical therapy. It just mm-hmm. depends. You mm-hmm. don't know. And, mm-hmm. and, and it could be different. Different heart attacks require different right. different things. But so, you, have those, you have that nursing oversight seven yes. days a week. Yes. And then you have the therapy five days a week on a daily basis. So it is pretty intense. And nursing is, unlike the assisted living, nursing is on site 24 hours Absolutely, a day. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so that's short term. That's short term. What's long term? Long term care is what I've always thought in my head or equated with the term nursing home. Okay. Okay. And that, and I guess I'd like to illustrate that to get the point across. Like my great aunt had a pretty massive stroke and she did not recover as much as we hoped she would. So it took almost two people to get her from the bed to a wheelchair. Okay. We two person assist, yes, right? That kind of thing. And she, there's no way she could dress herself, bathe herself anymore and all that. Her paralysis on one side was pretty severe and it never came back. So she, there was no prognosis there that said you will get better. Yeah. So what we saw was kind of what we were going to get. Mm-hmm. And it was debilitating enough that she truly needed medical attention 24 mm-hmm. 7 and so she um was admitted into a long-term care a place where they would have that oversight seven days a week and the uh, right amount of help the right kind of help so that my her daughter could visit and just continue to be the daughter but yeah they would take care of her from a medical standpoint from here on out and, and she I, was there for six and a half years yeah and then what? she passed away yeah mm-hmm. and so this was a point of confusion for me when I got in healthcare as well, because I really didn't know what nursing homes were. Why would I know? Mm-hmm. I, um, no one that my, my parents apparently were very young when they had me or something, because, mm-hmm. you know, no one in my family had ever ha- been to a nursing home. But most nursing homes do have these two components, short-term 
rehabilitative care for people who are going home. That's their journey. That's their pathway. And then long-term care for people who are coming there to live because they need continuous or at least access to continuous round-the-clock care, and they can't take care of themselves at home. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's a nursing home. Mm -hmm. What is this idea of outpatient therapy? Outpatient therapy departments are all over the place. They're they're there when a person uh, needs therapy, continued therapy, maybe after being discharged from a hospital. Uh But they are, in the industry we call it, they're not considered to be homebound. Uh In other words, they're capable of getting from point A to B. Yeah. Um, Then the doctors will um, order them to go to outpatient therapy. So they can get physical therapy, occupational speech therapy, you know, three blocks down the road. You drive yourself to yeah. these appointments, mm-hmm. right? Right. And you go three times a week or five times a week or two times mm-hmm. a week or whatever it is. Right. Until the therapist gives you a thumbs up. Right. And you've achieved your goals. Right. Okay. Everybody knows what a hospital is, I sure. think. Right. <laughs> I would hope so. Yeah. But I will say this, different hospitals specialize in different things. Mm -hmm. So, for example, here in Columbus, Ohio, I probably shouldn't name names, but I will. (coughs) Anyway, um, we have some hospitals, for example, um, Riverside, that's great at cardiac care. So if you have a heart attack, I mean, you do what you want. If I had a heart attack, I would want them to take me to Riverside. And I know that there are other hospitals in your area. The James is here, our cancer center. Um, So, you know, if I'm trying to work my way through cancer, that's where I want to go if Mm -hmm. I'm here. So it's important to at least understand that, that Mm -hmm. different hospitals are are specialized. Yeah, I was going to say whether or not they have specialties attached to them. I mean, we're lucky enough to have the Cleveland Clinic close by in Ohio, people yeah. fly in from all over the world to go mm-hmm. to the Cleveland clinic for heart care mm-hmm. and all kinds of other care as well. Right. So it's important to know that. Did we cover everything? Hospitals, nursing homes, independent assisted livings and home care. Oh yeah. What is wrong with me? Home care. <laughs> Cause I'm a home Hello. care girl. Yeah. That's right. So you want to, you want to well, do it? Cause yeah, I was going to say, um, you know, I just mentioned with the outpatient therapy departments, you would go there because you're capable of traveling. Uh-huh. Okay, but some people who orig- who come out of hospitals need that continued PT, physical therapy, occupational or speech. Right at that moment, they're considered to be homebound, meaning they're not capable of getting out of the home by themselves to get to wherever. This is a Medicare term that we're using when we right. say homebound. Mm-hmm. But when you are considered homebound. Then the therapies come to you. Yeah, they can come right to your home. Mm-hmm. A nurse can come. Uh, physical therapy, occupational speech can come to your home. Mm-hmm. And Medicare pays 100%. Traditional it, Medicare. Traditional, right. For sure. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes, let's just say you you have an event, you have a heart attack, and you go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And then you're probably going to go to rehab in a nursing home after, but some people go directly home, mm-hmm. right? It depends on the severity. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after the nursing home stay, you're probably going to get home care. So mm-hmm. you could get home care after a hospital stay or after a nursing home stay, depending on why you went needed mm-hmm. that you know more intensive um, care. But they come to you, right? Right. Wherever you live at right. home, right? Right. And it's important um, to 
check out and make sure that the agency is Medicare certified so make sure mm-hmm. they can accept your insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you do have traditional Medicare, those services are 100% covered. Yeah. So there's no cost to you, no copay, no deductible, right. nothing like that. You should get home care if you need it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> right, right. And we've just described skilled home health care. Uh-huh. There's another or medical, medical home care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's this other piece uh, no, another category, if you will, of home care called private duty home care or non medical home care, right? And so that's a little different ball game. That's not the professionals, the nurses, and um, uh, therapists. She means that's not the clinicians. That's what I meant. Of course, they're professionals. <laughs> Okay, um, but that that's a different type of service, and it's interesting how much of the public does not understand what that is and doesn't understand the value of that. Yeah, um, because that's the kind of service that you bring in for um, a block of time. Uh, a lot of the agencies have what they call like a two-hour minimum or a three-hour minimum. So they're sending someone to the home for a three-hour, continuous three hours or mm-hmm. four hours. And the the tasks that that person would do is more, as you said, not more of a non-medical nature. So it's if someone is at home and needs um, – needs help bathing or dressing or getting up and going for the morning or getting ready to get go down at night and be put to bed safely. Um, maybe need some house uh, housekeeping done. Maybe uh-huh. need some food prepared. Um, these are people that, whether if they live alone, they surely need this kind of support. Um, many times if they live with an adult child, those adult children work full time. So they're gone all day uh-huh. and then the person's alone. And so it would be nice to get some peace of mind for the adult child to have some peace of mind that someone has come in. I know when I was doing private duty, we would set up um, several times. The adult child goes to work at eight o'clock in the morning, make sure mom got up or had her pills or start and got her situated. She went to work. We showed up at 10 and we would stay to maybe two or two thirty, uh-huh. And then we make sure she had lunch and all that. Then, they would maybe lay down for a nap or we would make sure they were situated in their chair watching TV. And then the daughter or the son is home at five. So they're really only alone for a few hours here and there throughout the day. That was a lot of peace of mind for the family. Yeah. And it depends on where you live as to what it's called, because some places call it private duty. Some places call it non-medical home care. Some places call it in home care mm-hmm. that's a that's a term that's taking prevalence these days but the one thing you didn't say is it's private pay it is so mostly and there are some exceptions if you have a, a waiver program maybe mm-hmm. um, through some of the Medicaid um, mm-hmm. programming um, but typically this is private pay that's true and it's non-medical help mm-hmm. Um Although you could pay for a nurse to come, that's Mm -hmm. something different still, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That's really what people think of in terms of Mm -hmm. um, private duty Mm -hmm. in some parts of the country. But it's different than having a nurse or physical occupational therapy visit you on an intermittent basis. They come in and... Um, you know, do the care and they leave. Right. Then there's this, you you could have a nurse come and live in care, right? Mm -hmm. Live in care. Mm -hmm. So you have all these options. Right. Right. And how you get them paid for depends on the option. 
or, or the, 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 the service type, I should say, mm-hmm. the nursing homes will take your insurance. But mm-hmm. then, like if you're in a skilled nursing home, you sort of hit day 100, and then you have co-pays. Right. And it just depends on, again, with it, a lot depends on what insurance you have. Uh-huh. And again, traditional Medicare, you might have a little wider access Mm-hmm. Than some of the Medicare Advantage plans because again those work on networks of providers. So many places are in network or out of network. Mm-hmm. So if you want the get the most benefit, then you need to identify the rehab centers and nursing homes or whatever that are in their network. Yeah, make sure right, mm-hmm. and they'll tell you. Yeah, <laughs> they'll tell you right up front. They probably won't take you if you're not. But when if you're going to try this pre-planning thing, Mm -hmm. that's a consideration. And Mm -hmm. I do think that that's important. And the other thing is, if you get overwhelmed, then um, ask for help Mm -hmm. from some of your friends and family members who maybe have already gone through this or Mm -hmm. pick up the phone and call and ask for a social worker. I know, Lisa, you're so, so right. I can't stress enough. And I know people just don't want to do it. But being in assisted living the last, you know, couple of years, I can't tell you how many people come in and they're like, oh my gosh, my mom's in the hospital. Um, now they tell me she can't go home and she, and like, I, I don't know what to do. I, I don't know who to call. I don't know what are, what is this place? How does this work? They are clueless and yeah. now they're in crisis mode. Yeah. The emotions are high. They're not thinking. They have siblings, you know, they, I, my brother thinks like this, my sister thinks like this, and and they never even, they just didn't take the time to even investigate this whole subject mm-hmm. to at least like you're saying, these are the basics today, just right. basic definitions. What is this kind of place? What's that mean? Please, please take the time to um, search this out and get you, familiar. You don't make good decisions when you're in crisis. Right. Your emotions make decisions when you're right. in crisis. Right. Um, so what we're saying is at least take the time to educate. And hey, you know what? Google is your friend. <laughs> I say this to everybody, don't I, Debbie? Yep. Ah, uh-huh. I tell my salespeople, ah, did you Google it? Don't <laughs> ask me unless you Googled it. Tell my son that. I've been telling him that since he was about 10 or something. Did you Google it? What'd they say? Mm-hmm. Um, so we have all this information available to us but there's nothing like talking to a real person mm-hmm. so you know and i have a, a a family that my our families have been friends for years and the mom who is i think mary's about 85 she found herself in a situation recently where um she lives independently but she has osteoporosis and she had broken a bone and was on the couch for about three days before someone found her, ended up in a nursing home. And immediately, you know, I reached out to the family. I didn't wait for them to call me and said, "Um, I bet you're feeling a little overwhelmed right now, aren't you? Of course, the adult children are my age. Mm -hmm. And so it came to a point where I no longer had the expertise to answer all their questions because there was a chance that... um, our friend might need Medicaid. Mm. So what I do, 
I said, you know what? I got a whole slew of social workers in our network. Mm -hmm. I'm going to um, call one and ask if it would be okay, even though we know you're not coming to this particular nursing home, mm -hmm. if they would give you some assistance. And of course, mm -hmm. um, the social worker was more than agreeable. And it made a difference to talk mm -hmm. to that person and get an expert, unbiased opinion mm -hmm. about what your options are. Mm -hmm. So if you're confused, it only means you're human. Um, because it is confusing stuff, but again, don't wait till you're in crisis, right? Because right. then your emotions will take over. Amen. Anything else? Did we leave anything out? I don't think so. I think, think we think covered we got the, the whole mm -hmm. the whole continuum of care right there. Yes. Hopefully, you never need any of it, yeah. but you probably will need some of it before it's all said and done. As always, thank you for listening. Till next time, may the road rise to meet you. May the wind be forever at your back.